We're all tested already, and we're going to go. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. It's Na- I'm Naomi. I'm Liz. <laughs> we're the Run Galloway girls. It's Naomi. It's Naomi. <laughs> I love it. I'm having no coffee today, so I don't yeah. know, you know. So you're on pure adrenaline. Yes. I'm a- so, funny thing, <laughs> I was actually uh, scrolling Instagram, as one does, and uh, a friend of mine says that she doesn't have coffee until she has been awake for 90 minutes. And it's like because of the hormonal effect. Yeah. I'm not sure it's like that scientific, right? Like, because like I, I've heard this whole like, like you should do certain things in the morning because of like the way your hormones are. But I swear my wake up cycle starts an hour before I wake up. Interesting. Like, if I look at, like, the changes in my sleep pattern on Garmin, grain of salt, because Garmin's sleep is grain of salt. Right. (laughs) I do, do, like, I switched over to where I don't drink coffee first thing in the morning because now I'm usually doing branching amino acids and athletic greens. Um, But, you know, and so I... Hopefully someday we'll get to put a sponsorship there. Right? (laughs) I know. So coffee, I usually take later. And so it does, I do notice, like, a shift of where I used to get up and, like, need coffee immediately and now I don't um interesting so although that said yeah you're not having coffee today and who knows right (laughs) well you know maybe that's one of the reasons why I like don't understand that because I don't ever feel like I need coffee yeah like you don't wake up with the craving yeah don't wake up with the craving don't wake up with a headache like I some days just drink decaf, like some days yeah. just have half calf. Like it's more the ritual for me than it is the right. actual like caffeine. And so. I think that's if you break the cycle of having it first <clears> thing <throat> in the morning, which I have, then I don't. A lot of days, some days I won't have it at all. Some days I'll have it when I yeah. sit down to my desk. A lot of times it's something that I'll have when I get back from my run. Right. So it is like just a warm cup of something. Right, right. So. And like I do find, you know, it's funny on days that I have decaf and I have a lot of mental things to do, especially not on my ADHD medication, a cup of coffee, even just a half calf cup of coffee, actually even just another decaf cup, it can maybe, so maybe it's partially psychosomatic, um, it can help focus me. And I think it's that, so it's so funny. Like I, I was diagnosed with ADHD at age 37, but I remember like, this is like, well, and then my mom told me I was diagnosed in fourth grade. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Yay for not knowing medical things about yourself. Right. Um, but then I remember going to the doctor when I was in college and I was like, you know, I actually have a hard time in class. Like, you know, like I would start a semester strong and I could get like really into it. And then like three or four weeks in, I found myself daydreaming and doodling in class. And like I had all these strategies. So like I would bring multicolored pens to class so that my notes were really fun. (laughs) And I would use graph paper. That's something else that like made me like able to focus. So I had all these tricks. And she said, well, why don't you get yourself a Starbucks coffee in class because the caffeine like when you are heading to class the caffeine will help focus you because she's like it does sound like maybe you have some attention issues but you know we try not to give medication to 20 year olds Ah. (laughs) like I was like oh that makes sense because of the propensity for for abuse but now I know all of this stuff it's like well there's not actually a propensity for abuse for people who actually have ADHD Like, like if anything like you skip your medication to feel high. <laughs> yeah, there was just like a whole thing going on. Like, mm-hmm. there's just a stigma around it. There still is. But, like, oh, especially at that time, though. Yeah, it 20, was, 20 were selling, years ago. But even 20 years ago, they looked at, and there's an episode of ER that talks about this. ADHD is a children's problem. Ritalin is a children's medication. There's this episode where Lucy is still on her ADHD meds. Now, she is using them to stay up to, like, work longer. But still, like, that's like that's not how ADHD works it is a lifelong thing <laughs> you don't like thing. grow out of it and your medication might change as you get older like you might find non-stimulants work better at just certain times in your life and stimulants work better at different times anyway this isn't an ADHD podcast <laughs> I just found that that interesting yeah 
Um, but yeah, coffee. Coffee's good. I'm sorry you're not having any yeah, this morning. And I didn't have AG1 either, so I also might not have my focus. Oh, yeah. And I am actually switching. I'm going to try out a different brand since we're not sponsored. Because I hear noticed, that AG1, you I'm guys sorry, sponsor us. You guys, but I noticed that I spent $2,500 on like supplements last year. Yeah. AG1 being the biggest, exp- yeah. most expensive one of those. And I was like, maybe I should look around at other brands. Yeah. So. It'll be interesting. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll see if there's you know. um there's actually a pregnancy safe green powdered drink that I was like looking at, and and I don't know that AG one isn't pregnancy safe. I well, just know that ashwagandha is something that yeah maybe might not be ashwagandha is also like has some potential liver side effects mm-hmm. to it if you take too much. So the one I'm switching to is called Live It Up, and it has. So I watched. I read something where they you know it was a nutritionist and she looked at. Uh, yeah. 10 or 12 different greens brands and she gave that one the highest rating then AG1 right behind it but so this Live It Up one has um, it's organic okay. doesn't have ashwagandha as far as I can tell so maybe it's going to be yeah. safe for more but people but maybe it's also not going to work because like that's uh, Swap tends to think the ashwagandha is like the the miracle thing in it so well knows? depending on how your liver takes it <laughs> might be a really bad thing it might be so, it might be fun sponsor free yeah we <laughs> sponsor free but here we are yeah All right, so today we have kind of a fun episode for you. Um, It is 20 reasons why everyone should take up recreational running because we think everybody should. We think even if it's just once a week, everybody, our bodies are made to run, and maybe that'll be one of the reasons. Um, I Like if you look at our feet and our legs and our ankles and all of that, we were literally built to run. not necessarily long distances, that is a personal choice, but we were definitely built to run and like our bodies like to move. And we've talked last week about, you know, um, like using sprinting to help, you know, build muscle and metabolize fat and, you know, kind of break out of the zone two while staying in zone two, while, while <laughs> building aerobic capacity, essentially, and that's run, walk comes in. Um, so run, walk is really the way that people, all people can run. So yeah. 20 reasons everyone should take up recreation. So share, share this episode with your friends and family who aren't runners because maybe, you know, yeah. you can help encourage them by some of these reasons. And if you're already a recreational runner like the us, then then maybe it'll show you some benefits that you didn't really think about. So Maybe it'll help you in a slump yes. to remember why you do this. So. Yeah. Number one is cardiovascular health. Like, yeah, duh. Like, it's so good for our hearts. Um, Running strengthens the heart, improves circulation, and reduces risk of heart disease. We all know that. Um, It's funny. I like to think of it as, like, you get the blood moving and it cleans out everything in your (laughs) arteries. I know that's not how it works, but it does feel like like lubrication like <laughs> you push that blood flow faster and like you know little things that might be building up maybe like break away but like then get eliminated that's that's oh. like non-scientific yeah. thought and and raising your heart rate obviously <clears throat> making it work harder giving it something to do is really good for it and so yeah you're going to build cardiovascular health and and long-term kind of benefits to running um, number two would be weight management. And now mm-hmm. here's here's something I was actually talking to the intentful nutritionist. I commented on a post of hers. Um, she put like that she is not a weight loss nutritionist. She is a healthy like running nutritionist and she people were asking her weight loss advice and she's like, well, I don't really give that. That's not who I am. Like I think that you should fuel your body so that you can move and all of this. And I replied back. I was like, in a lot of cases, if people are looking to quote lose weight because their doctor has told them you need to lose weight, what the doctor has told them actually So if you've ever heard you need to lose weight to get healthier, what your doctor has actually said is you need to change your metabolic markers to be healthier. And more than losing weight, more than reducing what you're eating, right, the best way to change your metabolic markers is to improve, to increase your activity. Like that is 100% the better way without changing anything about the scale to improve your metabolic markers. Add in a 30 minute walk, you will see 
going from zero minute walks to 30 minute walks, you're going to see a huge health improvement. Blood pressure is going to come down. Resting heart rate is going to come down. Um, you're going to sleep better. Better sleep leads to better metabolic markers. Cholesterol might even come down with regular activity. That's a might because there's some genetic components to cholesterol, but yeah, I'm a big believer that your quote weight loss or diet or health plan should never start with food. It should. Everybody's like, oh, abs are made in the kitchen. Bullshit. Who wants abs? Um, <laughs> who, who wants abs? Um, health is made through physical through movement. Health is made through movement. Yeah, Period. so it's so it will like weight management. It's kind of like a side effect. It might be a side effect of mm. running. It might not. You know, you're when you build up more muscle, you might actually not lose weight, or you might kind of stabilize your weight. So it's it's not necessarily the but reason might, you go out and start. But running, it might change but. your size. But it it right. might like you may not have a budge on the scale, but you may drop a pant size. Right, like, that is definitely possible. But so while this is so. Okay, we should admit AI did this list for us. So we are just expanding off of topics given to us because remember, we are full-time job people that just love to talk about running and stuff and bring you this podcast so we get a little help from my, from my assistant. <laughs> so um, number three, the mental health benefits. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There are so many. So obviously running can reduce stress. Anxiety, depression, um, thanks to the release of endorphins, often referred to as the runner's high, or, you know, maybe just kind of those day-to-day endorphins that you feel released by movement. And we are probably talking about this another time, like, running is not a replacement for therapy. It's a tool. Right. It's one of those tools in your toolboxes that can be a great adjunct to also getting therapy. It can also be a great starting place. Like, you know, running is something that you can go in in kind of a mental health, I wouldn't say crisis, but in an overwhelm moment of overwhelm, you can go out and run, get a little bit of clarity, and then that could be the first step, right? Right. Yeah. So same as t- like taking a walk. Sometimes that just helps if you can go out. Clear your head. Clear your head. Yeah. Just, you know, kind of, but running can help, you know, when you get that blood pumping, it can really give you kind of a release of like, especially if you're stressed or angry or something, can give you that. Fun fact. You know. There's a study, and I should dig it up and put it in the show notes, but I'm not going to because I don't have time. (laughs) There's a study that compares compares, uh, antidepressant medications to um, running, to cardiovascular activity. And uh, within six weeks, they're about the same. At 12 weeks, running, the benefits of running tend to, or cardiovascular activity, tend to outperform medications because medications do have kind of a short-term effect. And a lot of, uh, and this is like both pros and cons of general practitioners prescribing antidepressant medications, it's fantastic because it's a first step to get people help, to get people feeling better because it is, I do think that a lot of mental health problems, depression and everything, they start as a brain chemistry thing. Mm -hmm. And so getting those medications on board quickly um, can really help. But then I think that they're best managed by a psychiatrist because they're not in, there are certain conditions where they are designed to, you go on them and you stay on them for life. Some people have to, right. but a lot of people don't have to. And a lot of these medications, they will work for a short time and then you have to increase the dose or change them in order to continue to see the benefits. However, if while, like when you start medication, if then you're feeling better, then you start something like a running plan, you can taper off the medication and, and retain the benefits because you've started this behavioral or lifestyle change of this physical activity that releases endorphins and just makes you feel amazing. So um, definitely it is not a replacement, but it is 100% a fantastic tool to help your mental health. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know anytime I felt really upset, like going for a run can really help. Like I still remember, like I still remember like going for a run and kind of sobbing when we found out that our first uh, IVF cycle didn't make any embryos. And it was like, it was just like cathartic. Right. But then also I sprained my ankle on that <gasps> run oh, no. and was out for eight weeks afterwards. So maybe it wasn't that great. <laughs> 
<laughs> so the sobbing, you know, my yeah. Well, I did in like the first your vision. eight steps of the run Aww. too, and then I and ran then kept three running. miles on it, and then yeah. yeah, and I was like hadn't been running, so it was like not good for me to be like yeah, yeah. And then well, and then like two days later, I did a cartwheel, and that's really what did it. But yeah, uh-huh. <sighs> yeah, crazy. Um, improved lung capacity is number four. Uh, yeah, you breathe a lot <laughs> when you run. Um, I actually have asthma, and I find Same. that my asthma is better uh, and more well-controlled when I'm running more. It's probably also because I'm a little more compliant with my medication when I'm running because I don't want to have asthma attacks when I'm out running, so I'm more compliant with my meds, which then just helps everything. <laughs> right. I Yeah, and I um, had much worse <coughs> asthma, and then actually when I picked up running in my early 20s, it got better with with running and with and I've talked to um, a friend of ours whose their daughter's going through some serious asthma stuff right now um, she's hospitalized over the weekend and oh, no. I've talked to them about you know you know who this person is but I've talked to them about um, you know because she swims and I've talked to them about how much doing something like that aerobic yeah. capacity will probably help her in the long run I know right now it's really hard and especially when you're seeing your kid having these horrible asthma incidents yeah. and attacks it's really well, hard and it, I think it's really like I think along that line asthma is a very serious medical thing and like I know that a lot of people are like, oh, it's just an inhaler. No, it it requires, like, quite a lot of management. Mm -hmm. You know, I am somebody who has to be on inhaled steroids in the winter because cold air is one of the things that flares my asthma. But when I'm feeling good... I'm like, oh, I don't, like, oh, I could skip my inhaled steroids for a little while. And then that just digs me into a hole. So this isn't about medical conditions, which apparently I have a lot of them. <laughs> but it is, it is like another one where um, I was told before, too, that, oh, asthma is like a childhood disease. Right. Isn't it, just like with ADHD, they're telling you it's a childhood disease. You won't necessarily grow out of it, though. And so yeah. it might and get it might, better, you might but develop it as an adult. Right. You might actually find out that you've had it your whole life when you pick up a running habit during fair weather and try to continue it into the winter yeah <laughs> when, and then you can't breathe it's like oh it's because you have cold air induced exercise induced asthma right right so and actually my asthma went from like being like a, a doctor told me oh it's probably just mild exercise induced asthma or cold air induced and then like based on my symptoms and I was continuing to have symptoms she's like no actually like we even though those are your triggers we would describe this as moderate to severe asthma because you're having attacks like often and I was like oh that's interesting like it's uh, even though they would resolve quickly with medication like like you know you shouldn't have attacks. Frequently, yeah, so exactly. So if you are out there having low-lying asthma attacks, and one of the things I didn't know that was an asthma attack was I would, like, <clears throat> say, run a half marathon and be fine. And then about three hours later, two hours later, go out to lunch and have really bad coughing fits. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And it's like I had no idea that, like, it could be that delayed and that, like, and it would be horrible. Like, they would be horrible, like, attacks, but hours removed from the trigger, which was really strange to me. So, yeah. But in general, uh, running will help in lung capacity. So, if you, capacity. like us, have asthma, you can run through it. It can help, it can kind of, you know, keep your, keep your lungs. In good function. Number five is also going to have an asterisk by it because yeah. it is going to improve your muscle and strength. <laughs> but as we've talked about so many times, we're old AF, so we have to start lifting actual too. strength. Oh my gosh! But if you're not, but you know what? I In think general, this though. is if you're not a recreational runner already. Yes. This is going to help improve or maintain your muscle and strength tone. Absolutely. And I got to tell you, like. Walking is enough to get amazing calves. You do a little bit of running, and all of a sudden your quads and your butt are, like, snatched. Right? <laughs> no, it definitely um, – I had zero muscle strength and tone. You can look – I can look back at pictures of myself, like, early 20s when I didn't have a disordered eating problem, when I just was the shape I was. And, like, you know, my legs and things were just probably just kind of – just flesh and now they're defined muscle it's just from the habit of running it's it's nothing else yeah number six is amazing bone density the impact of running is going to improve uh it's going to like maintain and improve your bone density while there are obviously you add something like running you do it too much you do it too often too quickly without 
getting these bone density uh, improvements, you may open yourself up to stress fractures. But when you are starting out, as long as you do it slowly and methodically, uh, it will improve your bone density. And then your bones get kind of stronger. And then you are more like a brontosaurus. And then you can add a little bit more running <laughs> as you as you begin being a recreational runner and, and kind of work through it. So. And it's definitely, I think this is a common misconception because especially, so my mom, hi mom, who listens to the pod, took up running in her late 60s I think about a year ago when we started yeah. our pod by the way tomorrow's our podiversary <gasps> what one oh, year, year of podcasting Galloway girls that's yeah. amazing oh happy and one year anniversary yeah, happy to, one year us. to us and so I've talked to a lot of people who yeah like they see my mom out there running at her you know late 60s age and they're concerned about her bones and it's she's actually doing so much to help with her existing issues of yeah. osteoporosis rather than the other way around they see it as like right. oh it's dangerous I'm like no here's the difference if she just gets on her bike which she does that too but like you're biking biking is not uh not weight impact, bearing right? it's not impact so it will not do the same if you're biking if you're doing other like um elliptical it's not going to give you the same benefits you need to do something weight you ready bearing for the nerd part yeah okay so you yeah, have two it. you have two kinds of cells in your bones osteoblasts and osteoclasts and your osteoblasts they kind of break apart bone and your osteoclasts rebuild bone and by impact your osteoblasts kind of go to sleep and your osteoclasts like start working a little bit more because your osteoblasts don't need to work when you are doing impact activity. Nice. And, and so it tells you exactly. Yeah. So it's yeah. telling your structure to create more bone yeah, 100%. and and it's amazing. And so you still That's might. That's a very dumbed down I love version it. of it. But yeah. I just remember I loved like learning about bone. Yeah. Like osteogenesis. And for women, like bone health is super, is really important. Something yeah. you should be considering even when you're 30. Bone health is going to be something we have to worry about. All girls and women should be getting calcium multiple times throughout the day. A calcium supplement once a day is not going to be enough. Um, You should be looking at, you know, dairy is a great form, a great source of calcium. Uh, If you want it, you can also do calcium fortified orange juice, but you should be looking at three to four times a day getting calcium versus all at once because your body just can't absorb it. And there's there's also studies out there that um, show that the calcium that's in dairy is not going to be absorbed as well as if you're getting it from other sources. So probably you just have to look at supplementing, but there's studies out there that had followed women who drank milk and didn't drink milk, and the ones who didn't drink milk actually had better bone health like a few years later. Oh, interesting. So it's something about who knows like it's the way we absorb it so it's better if you're getting that well-rounded diet obviously yeah I mean um, I, I'm a ba- I love my yogurt bombs though that's good well, every, especially with baby on board like you every, need all the protein like, you know I like that's actually been something I haven't been like I haven't been drinking protein shakes because I'm worried about like the other ingredients the content in them. them yeah and I really shouldn't be they're fine but I also like my I've been really picky about what I want to eat during pregnancy of and I'm like I can eat three yogurts a day yeah. So it's like, okay. Like last night, I just like, I was so full from lunch, literally still at dinner, that I like couldn't eat dinner. And I was like, but I can eat this yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a great way. Yogurt, um, cheese, a lot of cheeses um, have a great amount of protein. Greens, leafy greens have, uh, leafy greens have calcium in them, um, broccoli. So there's lots of sources of calcium for, um, and then make sure you're taking vitamin D as well, especially in the winter. Even if you're not deficient, you cannot absorb. <clears throat> Well, you just or, can't kind of overdo oh, right. vitamin D. Like, it is really, really, really difficult to overdo vitamin D, especially in the winter. Like, I'm someone who never has low vitamin D, but I supplement like crazy in the winter because I think I'm just lucky that I don't have low vitamin D, honestly. Like, I don't do anything, except I spend a lot of time outdoors in the summer. But I wear sunscreen, so I don't Vitamin D is supposed to, like, help with other things, too, like your immune system, which actually I think is another... Well, we're not up to that one yet. We're up to number seven, better sleep. Oh, yeah. Obviously. 100% we experience better (laughs) sleep. And I actually have data on that from Garmin, so grain of salt, on how reliable... I think... Garmin data for sleep is reliable for one person, but it might not be the best. Like, it, it might say that I'm sleeping nine hours when I'm only sleeping seven, right? So it's not that that's the piece where it's not quite reliable, but that like metric is going to be the same. So it might say that I'm sleeping seven when I only slept five. Like, it will be like the data for me plotted 
maybe the graph won't be correct. Maybe the, sorry, the axes won't be correct, but the graph is. And I know my sleep quality is better the more I exercise. Yeah, definitely. And as we've talked about before, probably earlier in the day for most people we I know for me if I exercise too late in the afternoon evening it does affect it makes it harder for me to get to sleep not not to actually get good sleep but then um so usually you know something we do in the morning for that reason it depends I I'm actually pretty good at falling asleep no matter what that's good (laughs) um but I I prefer to work out in the morning because I like to get it done um honestly like it's just like check the box yeah get get it it done get started it's like um it's like getting momentum for your day too. Yeah, it does. Um, help and a there's lot. there's a lot of fun articles that compare working out in the morning to working out at night. Like Washington Post did one uh, pretty early on when we started the podcast, I think, about yeah. a year ago. So super fun. Uh, immune system boosts are number eight. So this uh, running moderate running is going to boost your immune system. Now remember another asterisk on all of these. Um, Overtraining, though, is going to deplete your immune system. So that is something that you have to be really, really mindful of. Like running a a moderate amount, running with intention three to four days a week, taking appropriate rest days, really sleeping well you're going to get immune system boosts running every day. And this is one of the reasons why we had so many cautions with doing a run streak. It's going to deplete your immune system. So you've got to really, you know, be mindful. Right. Just in in moderation. Um, Number nine, increase longevity. Studies Mm. have shown that regular runners have a lower risk of premature death. So that's amazing if you want to live longer, which, you know. I do. I think so. Yeah. Yes. Um, I was listening to a podcast yesterday. It was a strength running podcast with, um, I can't remember his name, but he's an entrepreneur. His his show is called uh, My First Million or something. Uh-huh. And he, like, wants to live to 130. And they talked about all the things he does. Talk about spending a lot of money on supplements, nutritionists, all the things he does. It's He's, I mean, it's great. Good it for makes him. me think of Chris Drager. <laughs> I believe, yeah. I believe yeah. that the first person <laughs> that will live to 150 is already alive. I believe that person is it's me. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my right. body is like a computer chip. <laughs> so definitely, you know, I run wanna... 10 miles a day every day. <laughs> <laughs> I love Chris Drager and Parks Jack. Yeah. So that's so, good. so that's definitely. One that'll just help you out. Increased, or uh, number 10, improved ten. cognitive function. 100%. Yeah. Um, we talked about the mental health benefits of um, of running. I think that one of the reasons my ADHD was, like, managed for so long, and this is funny, once I started medication, I was like, I don't feel the need to run all the time. Right. Like, is the fact that it really got my brain moving and gave me some sense of, like, control or some sense of, like, sequence in my brain like it it, yeah. it improved my executive improved functioning focus. skills yeah. yeah and what's amazing is there's studies showing that um, for aging adults that yeah. it is a huge improvement like as far as there's whether an or not Alzheimer's there's study yeah Alzheimer's risk and whether or other with kinds physical of activity um, yeah. they used bikes they uh, in this study with Alzheimer's patients they used uh, stationary bikes and I believe they used recumbent bikes to, because of the age of the patients but it, even still um, physical activity was shown to have uh, co- definite cognitive benefits and reduction in the quickness of decline. So. Right. And so so that's going to be huge for us as we age just to keep, you know, memory loss is, is, is a real serious issue, even if without Alzheimer's. And yeah. so it'll hopefully keep our brains sharp. Yeah. I mean, think think about Marcy. She's like the youngest 60-something-year-old right. I know. She's right. like... She's like thirty. Well, like Jeff. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's one of the Jeff. Reasons, Jeff Galloway. One of the big, biggest reasons he's still running now. He he talks about is because of the cognitive part of it, not the physical part of it for yeah. him at this point. Like his heart attacks and everything else he's had to yeah. deal with. Like he's battling the physical side, but he really wants to keep his brain sharp. Well, and he's a big believer in the elliptical now right? too, which I think is amazing. I wish I had room down here for an elliptical. <laughs> Maybe I'll get one anyway. <laughs> um, all right, so so. Oh, wait, no. 11, enhanced mood. Of course. Running makes you happy. Uh, Like, running gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy, and happy people (laughs) just don't shoot their husbands. (laughs) Legally won. So, yeah, definitely enhances your mood. The endorphins, they kind of relax you. They give you a sense of well-being. Like, it, like, running really does just, like, give you 
uh, it gives you a sense, almost also a sense of like calm and and like identity. Even though we talk about like you don't identify, I'm a runner, right? But you can like you're a person that runs. As long as it's not taking over, you'd be like, well, I'm a runner, and that's why I you know, I'm also a mother. That's why, or I'm also a good mother. That's why I'm also a great worker. That's why I'm also, because you're, you can be so multifaceted. Right. So you're a running something. You're a running mother, a running, you know, CPA, a running whatever. It's not your whole identity, but definitely can give you a sense of identity, which can, I agree, like it definitely can help you. Yeah. feel good about yourself and social connections the yeah. running brought us together yeah so, and we came together through a running club we definitely think uh, a free running club and they're all over so if you're out there and you're like man I wish I had somebody to run with I like there's so many ways to make social connections just basically um search Greg Rousen on Facebook and send him a message and tell him where you are and he'll connect you with like a hundred other runners. I'm just kidding, but we love Greg um, because I feel like Greg knows every runner yes. everywhere in the United He's States. He's in every community, every he, running and, group. Right. Um, but you can meet, I mean, he's, I th- I'm pretty sure he's in Mom's Run This Town. Like, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, but Mom's Run This Town, she runs this town. Yeah. Um, there's great ways like you can go to the run- local running stores and see if they have groups. Um, There's definitely a a lot of different ways to meet up with runners. If you can't find somebody, but you've got like a friend or a neighbor, just convince, just bully them to run with you. Um, Peer pressure (laughs) is really a powerful, powerful thing, you know, and when used, obviously, this would be using peer pressure for good because these are 20 reasons that everyone should be a recreational runner. So if you've got a friend who's not a runner, just convince them to become a runner with you. Yeah, <laughs> just to try it out. Um, oh. So also local like races, some of your races yeah. might have clubs associated with it. And so they'll do <clears throat> or meetups. Or just talk to somebody who finishes yeah. near you. Yeah, like, exactly. That's a great way to, to make that's a friends great way to and meet, meet more yeah, yeah. New runners. Or who's running around you during a race, just start chatting with them. My favorite thing when I first started running, I would like run these half marathons alone. And I would always be kind of in that like, you know, 8.45 to 9-ish pace range. And that is where a lot of old men <laughs> who used to be fast yeah. are. And so I would be, like, chit-chatting. I was, like, 20-something, chit-chatting with, like, 60, 70-year-old right. men. And it was it was the best. We were just, like, chit-chat the yeah. whole time. Yeah, awesome. I've met, like, random, yeah, same thing. Like, it's usually, like, a man My who's grandma's. 10 or 20 old, years yeah. older at least than me. And we're running, you know, I'm running alongside them, and we're, we're chit-chatting through the race. And, yeah, great yeah. way to make friends. So, uh, number 13, personal achievement. It does feel really good to set some running goals, whether they're number of days running or a pay or a certain time goal, even though we've talked about, you know, don't let it be all, but you can still get the sense of personal achievement, even just finishing can be like amazing it is. and, you know, like, and just starting, just getting just out there starting. for a yeah. mile every day. It boosts your you know? self-esteem. It boosts your confidence. Um, I mean, I think that's why. I think I I don't know if running is the reason I'm so confident or it's like I chose running because it's so it is so easy to get personal achievements in running. Running was the first place, even though I had been swimming for a long time when I joined track it was the first time I ever heard a PR like a personal record and I was like wow that's really cool because before that I was always looking at time standards it was like how close can I get to the time standard how can I beat the time standard and then and I didn't really think about like my personal best and my personal achievements so running is really great because it can be so personal yeah and and it's so easy like to get Addicted to it because that first year or two of running, you'll yeah. see your t- like you'll get personal bests and then you'll see your times getting faster so, as you start it, and it will give you that sense of like you know that'll kind of get you hooked because you get you get the yeah. like wow I did this the achievement the accomplishment and it um, you know the improvement that you see right there. So here's my tip: always leave something in the tank so mm-hmm. that then 
personal records, they just keep happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's not cheating. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, all right. So 14. Per- yeah. Accessibility. Now, this one we've really... <laughs> okay, we've talked about it, but we also can talk about it in terms of the streak. So running is a relatively, relatively low-cost right. and accessible sport. $285 done shoes. almost anywhere. Now, what's cool is... We love our fancy tech, yeah. our very expensive watches, our very expensive shoes, and all of the shoes. Just keep our, getting shoes. Our new, More shoes. Our new, like, light vests, which uh-huh. actually, I think that before you spend money on fancy, expensive shoes, you should get decent running shoes. Get some reflective but definitely and get some get some gear to help keep you safe if you're going to be running outside. Yeah, so. and the light-up gear is much more <clears throat> visible than, like, yeah. just the reflective gear. And so... It can be super accessible. You can do it in, you can, as we found with the streaks that we, now that we're doing streak again, you can go out and run in whatever you're wearing. Yep. You can go out and power walk. I power walked a super fast mile yesterday in my snow boots. Like you can get, you do not have to get all this fancy gear. You can do it with whatever you have at this time. And then you can add on more stuff as you like, you know, as part of your. And a lot of running stuff doesn't go bad. Like, right. it's really high quality. Like, I actually just put away all my little running jackets that don't zip up over my belly. <laughs> and I was like, my favorite one, which is like a black one, and I don't know, maybe you would know it. It's got like... I know like, which one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the soft sleeves and the quilted. Yeah. yeah. It is my favorite running jacket, and I think I bought it for like $90, which was like insane. A lot of money. But I bought it in 2011. Nice. <laughs> right. Like, it's really old. No, the only reason and we keep buying more gear other than shoes. It's because it's fun. Because, yeah, because we want more colors and more yeah. styles, and we love it. But yeah. in but the reality is, yeah, you don't need that much. You need a pair of shoes. They don't need to be that expensive. Yeah. And, and you can run. You can run in a in a long sleeve t shirt and a sweatshirt. Yeah. Like you don't yep. have to have a fancy jacket. Like that kind of stuff. Like it does help eventually, but just get out there. Yeah. Like, just you do I think as a woman you need some good sports bras yeah I was gonna say that too but yeah it's it's, you can do it anywhere you can obviously when you're on vacation you can pop out the door of your hotel room go for a run when you're um you know anywhere versus like needing equipment so it is super accessible and something you can you should be able to just do from anywhere and with that accessibility, you have flexibility in intensity and duration. You can adjust based on how you're feeling that day. Yesterday, I started to feel like maybe I'm coming down with the cold that Brian has, so maybe we're passing it back and forth. Um, and I came down and, you know, we had been walking a bench and everything was starting to like refreeze from the melt here, and we have so much ice. And I was it's like, so it's not right going to be safe for me to go out and run. It's not safe so, for anybody to go out and run on this um, ice right now. So I came down and did one mile on the treadmill, even though I wanted to go further. I just didn't have it in me to go f- to do more. Oh my gosh! And it was such a it was so funny. Brian was like, "Oh well, I'll come do a light show while you're doing it." So we're down here, and he had on more lights than he usually had, and it popped the circuit. Oh no! And I'm like, and so everything. <laughs> Turned oh, off, no. and I'm like the treadmill died and everything. Yeah, everything. Oh no! And so I was like, it's the worst. So, oh, and I was like, okay, I think it's that you have too much on. Turn some of the lights off. He's like, it's fine. We've had them on before. Ten minutes, not even ten minutes. Like two minutes later, we turn it all back on. <laughs> I get going again. It happens a freaking again, uh, and I started bawling. Oh, I was like, no. I just want to get this run done, and I want it to be accurate because I don't know if my watch and my treadmill are calibrated. If they were calibrated, it was fine. But yeah. I was just so it was it, it was, was an emotional lot. moment. It was a lot. Well, and streaking can make it really hard because you have mm-hmm. this commitment that you have to do if right. you. And that's where we're like at thirty days or thirty whatever thirty yeah thirty days we're gonna stop and if we want to start up again we can but it's not going to be a thing where we just it's indefinite but um so yeah unlike committing to like you join you know barry's boot camp or whatever where you're committed to those one hour each time like you're committed to the days and times that you know they have classes classes. which that can be helpful sometimes too to have like a regular running date or regular date it is nice to just be able to like oh i've got some time right now at lunch let me go get a you know one little mile in or yeah like sometimes it is nice to just be able to have that flexibility yeah like yesterday i didn't know that i was gonna run yesterday morning because we were getting we got all that snow overnight right and then i talked to my husband about you know dropping off kids and what and and care, well, who's going to be home for the kids? And he just he had decided. Well, I, I'm going to go use my trainer down in the basement. And I was like, Oh, that's great. That buys me an hour essentially, right. so I could go out. 
and run outside, and you can just kind of pick up and go with running. Which is nice. And, you know, it was smart that you went before the plows came through because running on snow is a lot better than running on ice. Right. So, like, kind of, you know, if you are going to go snow run, like, you want it to be on Powder. snow. or Right. You want it to be on snow versus on packed down, so get out early. <laughs> right. And then once the ice is over, forget yeah. it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're 16. Right. Yeah, so uh, reduced risk of chronic diseases. So it's going to re- lower your risk of developing things like type 2 diabetes, stroke, and certain cancers. That is, I mean, obviously the, uh, the type 2 diabetes and stroke, that's linked to the cardiovascular benefits of, mm-hmm. of running and exercise. Those things are all metabolic things that are linked together. And then certain cancers, by running, you are essentially boosting your metabolism and your metabolism is responsible for kind of regulating your immune system. So all of these things are tied in together. And so not that running makes you immune to cancers because there are certainly lots of runners who get cancer, but certain cancers are like sedentary in nature, if that makes sense. Right. Linked to, to, again, usually more linked to like metabolic and other kinds of areas where you don't have like all this, Mm. um, it's like, these health bolsters of being right. physical, moving. So number 17. So improved balance and coordination. I'm I'm questioning. I'm really klutzy, but I'm trying to think. Maybe I'm less klutzy since becoming a runner. I think, I think <laughs> you definitely, I think when you are not pushing too hard, when you are running consistently and not pushing too hard through, it definitely improves your... Uh, balance and coordination because yeah. so when we when I was first coming back last so a year ago last January I kept like missing the step and falling down the stairs and I reached out to Jeff I was like hey I'm gonna move a workout I felt I fallen down the stairs twice this week I'm just kind of like slipped he's like I actually noticed that when runners are trying to push too hard too soon and come back they become more clumsy and it's because you're like brain can't catch up to what you're trying to do. Hmm. So I think that, I definitely think that runners do have improved balance and coordination. Now, that said, as a runner, as an athlete, an aging athlete, doing single leg work, strength work is really, really important because that's also going to improve balance and coordination. But running is a single leg activity. So if you're doing nothing, and this is why people should become recreational runners, it is like that is going to give you some single leg work that everybody needs. Yeah, it's going to add and strengthen all those tiny little connectors. And so, and you might need to strengthen them more once you become a habitual runner like us because, again, it's using the same ones over and over. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Number 18, encourages a healthy lifestyle. It absolutely does. One of the things that when you've got a regular running date, you're going to make choices that are going to support your running. mm -hmm. You are probably not going to, you know, when given the choice, should you have one more margarita or should you pack it in? You'll be like, well, I have a run in the morning. So I think two's enough. Like you're going to make those decisions just because you know that you have this fun thing coming up because running is really fun and it's just another commitment that you're going to want to keep for yourself and then sometimes you're still going to have that third margarita and then still go for a run and <laughs> that's okay too and I know sometimes the healthy choice is just going for the run right and I know like I think we talked about it before like you know you might pick healthier foods and the options the other day the other thing about it though on the other flip side of it is you we're not saying, oh, yeah, it's going to make you eat salads. Like, no, it actually is going to make you eat, though. So yeah. when I had disordered eating, when I had an eating disorder in, in college, I found that I couldn't, because I wasn't eating enough calories, I couldn't run. So it stopped me from running. And so that was, then I lost my, you know, all these benefits because they yeah. were giving me all these benefits, my, my run ha- habit. And so it actually can help help you to eat a eat more food. And that might right. be the thing that you struggle with is eating enough. Um, so... Yeah, and, you know, I think it, it also encourages you to get outside, which is really yeah. good. There's so many so many benefits uh, that running kind of brings in. And then number 19 is stress relief. We kind of yeah. talked about this, the mental health benefits. Uh, it can be an outlet when, you're have, when you've had a frustrated, frustrating day or you just need some time to yourself. It's, it's moving meditation. 
Yeah. yeah. It's it's so good when, yeah, when you have... Oh, oh and the next one is... And then the last one, yeah. we leave right into it. <laughs> Opportunity for mindfulness and reflection. So running offers a chance for solitude, reflection, mindfulness, which is beneficial for mental and health. Sometimes mindfulness is, like, not thinking about anything while you're out on a run. Right. So sometimes I'll, like, start a run, like, with something heavy on my heart or head, either one, and... Like halfway through, everything's gone out the window, and I'm just like peacefully, blissfully outside. Right? It's just great. Those endorphins, yeah. like, you know, coming back around to it. So, yeah, so whether for health, social, or personal growth reasons, recreational running offers a wide range of benefits, making it a worthwhile activity to incorporate into your lifestyle. So, obviously, if you're listening to us, maybe you already do run, or maybe you found this because you searched up and saw how to become a recreational runner, but it's it's amazing um these little these benefits like just scratch the surface but the real feel of it like when you actually have those endorphins and how you really feel about yourself this the self um you know the confidence it gives you yeah it's 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 so much so much beyond like this little list i mean you can also use all of these reasons to justify your your running habit to other people people say oh you're crazy why are you running and just remember like while there are all these benefits, uh, you do have to be mindful and be intentional with how you run. Running can be very, it, when done too much too often, it can lead to obsessive thinking. It can be, de- it can be devastating to your body too. Um, the, we talked about that in the streak episode. You really open yourself up to injury when you are running every day, especially when you're running every day in that gray zone. Like you're really just not going to get these health benefits, and and in fact, you your health can be negatively impacted um, by gray zone running and by running every day and by overdoing it. And also not just physically, but mentally. Like, if yeah. it becomes your whole identity and it becomes, you know, um, like we talked about when we read, you know, Elizabeth Clore's book and how when you become so obsessed with something, like like running times or whatever, it can be, um, it can really kind of take, take you know, ruin ruin it for you, ruin running for you. It can so don't, ruin a good thing. Yeah. So don't. Too much. It's just too like, much. just like margaritas. Too many. <laughs> it's bad. I really miss margaritas. <laughs> It's been, like, two years because I, like, stopped drinking, like, in order to, like, go through fertility and, like, you know, now this baby and, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, (laughs) Uh, well, so that was a pretty good episode. I'm pretty happy. AI does a really good job giving us things to talk about. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, so uh, I don't think you shared why you're not drinking. Oh, so I'm just, no, just, yeah, (laughs) fasting because I've got, I'm I'm getting blood work this morning. I've got a doctor's appointment, physical, and I didn't schedule it, you know. I couldn't get on the schedule early enough because I didn't think about it. And now it's, it's like, late in the morning. This is your reminder if you haven't um, made an appointment to see your doctor in a while. Remember, it's important, even as healthy individuals, that we get... Um, physicals done because it's, you know, someone, we were in our 20s, I think, someone said, oh, it's really good to have a baseline to know where you are when you're young uh, so that you can track trends, right? Something might be kind of like in the normal range, but if it's like fallen for you, that could be a warning sign. Right, or like cholesterol, other markers. And I think, um, you know, for a lot of people start going and taking it more seriously when they have a problem. Right. So especially, I feel like this is worse with men, men. right? Yeah. Like, I feel like men don't go to the doctor. Yep. And then, of course, at some point, they have problems and need to. But so it's just a reminder, yeah, get a physical annually. It's not something yeah. you do every five or ten years, guys. Right, right. <laughs> Look at Absolutely. you, men. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Although most of our demographic is women listening to so. this. And when we but, talk about the benefits of becoming a recreational runner, of course, we are talking, we think that run-walk is the way everybody should should everyone should incorporate run walk in their easy running like i think even right. if you don't plan to use run walk in your races or in your workouts although everybody kind of does when they're running intervals and then taking recovery breaks a lot of times it's standing sometimes it's float recovery and jog recovery but you can always swap in walking for that recovery and right. your track see, workout is a yeah. run <laughs> a right. run walk workout basically but with your easy running i mean easy run walks they're fantastic and that's sometimes the only way you can get your heart rate down back into that easy zone and stay out of the gray zone is by adding walk breaks and adding them more often like I definitely know that for myself like 
if I were to just go out and kind of run what feels easy, granted this pre-pregnancy, I would definitely be by 30 to 40 minutes in, I would be in my gray zone Mm -hmm. because my body would just want to speed up because it feels good. Um, And so adding those walk breaks more often to make sure that that heart rate doesn't drift, like that's really, like that's going to help with that aerobic base building. So yeah. Yeah, so we think everyone should be recreational runners, and we hope you like this episode, and we, happy one-year anniversary to us. That's incredible. (laughs) I can't even believe it. That's amazing. And we've got a couple of other short episodes, which as soon as we find the time to record, we'll, we have ideas for them. Like, we want to do, um... Like an episode specifically dedicated to how to recover from illness and kind of our kind of our tips for that and return um, to running return to running after you know even just something as simple as like a cold that knocks you down and something with a fever uh, when to run when on antibiotics that sort of thing um, remember three days off will never kill you yeah. three days off will not derail your training so if you're not feeling well take three days off don't try to be a hero and push through because that can make it worse. Yeah. So, like, um, I probably for the next week will just be doing my one mile. As, as because you're, cause you're feeling like, yeah, you possibly have I something. I just have a really bad Aww. sore throat. I'm I know, sorry. it stinks. I mean, Again. hopefully by the weekend I'll be able to, although we're getting more snow on Friday. I know. And it's not going to melt. Like, it's yeah. so cold. Well, next, next week it's going to be 50s with a low Good. of 40. Well, I just so mean, we'll yeah, it's not going to melt till next week. Yeah. I can't wait. It, can't wait for fine. spring. I mean, hopefully <laughs> we'll be able to get, hopefully we'll be able to get a long run this weekend. If not, we could go. Um, Pool run. Yeah. I was thinking pool run. We could even like go and side by side treadmill run and then pool run True. at the same place because it costs the same. Yeah. So, yeah, we're so lucky to have good rec centers here. Right. It's worth yeah. the fee, the cost of admission for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because we could go um, like the gym and the pool. It's one one price. Nice. So. It's cool. very, very cool. All yeah. right. Well, we'll let you guys go. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Remember, it helps us by rating and subscribing. Yeah. Follow. Follow, like. subscribe, love us. Um, <laughs> share us. If you mm-hmm. listen, snapshot that you listen, share it in stories. We'll definitely share that you shared. Um, and, yeah. Oh, we did have, actually, we have a couple of questions that we need to get to. We've been asked if we do coaching um i'm trying to figure out if i can add that to my to my thing very full plate (laughs) i would love people to tell me what they think they would pay for a good training plan without the coaching piece Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. because i've got good training plans and i can give a little bit of guidance i just don't have time i i don't think for like the chat with me after every workout yeah thing um so i just don't know like what, what do you think like 50 bucks? Know. Maybe, yeah. 25? 50? I, I don't know yeah. what's... Because it would be yeah. on my platform, which I pay like $300 a year for. So. Yeah. <laughs> so that'd be kind of nice to like be Offset able to pay the for the platform. Exactly. But I but I like it. I love the functionality of VDOT because it allows me to like coach friends like without having to like... Right. Yeah. Right. So you like coach people for free essentially right now, right. but you're... Right. Yeah. <laughs> but not doing the full so, paid coaching because that's a commitment. Yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. I mean, I've been better about checking messages on there. So, like, a couple of my friends are actually sending messages, like, that uh, they're following a training plan. Oh, the notes so. and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. so, so I've been better about checking that. But, yeah. Hmm. So, I, they're, the two messages, they're in our Instagram. I need to reply back. So, maybe I'll just, maybe I'll say, hey, I haven't really done it formally since before the pandemic. don't have a lot of time, but I can give you a training plan. What do you think's fair? Right. <laughs> Right. No, I think that's great. Alrighty. Well, (coughs) we hope uh, you guys all have a great day. Hopefully everybody's staying warm and... Hopefully these 20 reasons will help you convince a buddy to run so you get some social benefits of being a runner. Yeah, absolutely. All right. right, bye. Bye. Oh, yeah. That was a good episode. Yeah.